welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a Sensational Sunday. A week before a week Christmas. before Christmas. Hallelujah. Mm. Two weeks before the new year. That's right. Wow. Think about that. On today's call, we're going to discuss five ways to get God's help. Now, if there's one thing I desire, it's to have such a relationship with my Heavenly Father that people will say to me what Abimelech said to Isaac in Genesis 21-22, 21-22, New Living Translation. About this time, Abimelech came along with Pichol, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you, in everything that you do. Mm. Wow. It's if if you and I, baby, all three of us, all of us, if we live our lives in such a way that God is obviously with us, what a powerful thought. What a way to live. Yeah. Think what that means to have the creator of heaven and earth helping you in everything you do. And the truth of the matter is, is he does, but sometimes we do not realize that That's he's it. doing it. The knowledge of his presence and his assistance should comfort and strengthen even the most insecure among us. Here are five ways to give God's help in everything you do. Number one, giving to the poor with a willing heart. It's a great time of year to do it. Deuteronomy 15.10, 15.10 in the New Living Translation says, Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Now, here are three powerful points about this verse. First, we're to give generously. That means it's not, well, chump change or, or let's say, food leftovers or whatever, you know. What's the thing about when we give, and it really comes to my mind, when you give out of the pantry, you know, there's a difference between giving out of the pantry um, the stuff that's not being used and going to the grocery store and buying something for the food bank. In Proverbs 11.24, 11.24, it says, there is, there is the scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that with, withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. I like the contemporary English version, though. It says you can become rich by being generous or poor by being greedy. That makes it very simple to understand. So how do you determine what giving generously means to you? Well, we can ask God to show us whether we're generous or not. He's just liable to do it. Whoa, I'm sure he will. <laughs> he will second, tell us. Second part of that scripture says that we should not give grudgingly. Have you ever just, well, given grudgingly? Because somebody said, well, you know, we need this to make the budget. That's not the way we give. We give because it's in our hearts to give. And it's not the way to ask either for pastors, but sometimes they do. Deuteronomy 15.10, 15.10, King James Version says, Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved when thou givest unto him. Because that for this thing the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all that thou puttest thine hand unto this translation says that we should not be grieved in our giving, which is more often translated as displeased. So here's how to make God happy, blessed, 
thankful in our giving. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, Classic Amplified Bible, this is what it tells us to do. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, which is part of what we were just talking about. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. Oh, that's the best way to live. It is. The best way to never give grudgingly is to know that if God tells you or motivates you, that's all the motivation you need. It doesn't even sometimes, rem well, matter how the person responds. If God says bless, then you bless. And remember Ephesians 6, 8. It's an attitude-changing, God-blessing scripture, if there ever was one. That, you know, whatever you do for someone else, God will bless and do for you. And third, the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Yes, he will. Not even the thought of God blessing me in everything I do. Now that is, is such a powerful, rich thought. Deuteronomy 15.10, 15.10, New International Version. Give generously to him and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you and all your work and everything you put your hand to. The greatest thing about Deuteronomy 15.10 is this verse doesn't say God might or could bless you. It says he will Ooh, don't you bless love you. It? I love it. I rejoice that the Detroit Army is helping, helping orphanages in Mexico and India and other places around the world, helping build water wells and just other things. Number and two. right here in the USA, too, yes. stuff that happens Yes, as it happens. Number two, don't charge interest to fellow believers. Deuteronomy 23.20, Deuteronomy 23.20 in the New Living Translation says, you may charge interest to foreigners, but you may not charge interest to Israelites, so that the Lord your God may bless you in everything you do in the land and you are about to enter and occupy. You know, the point I think in all of that, when we get down to it, is that we're to look out for one another as, as believers. Amen. And... Um, mm, and always make sure that we're watching out. Well, we really watch out for everybody. Why is this scripture important? Because God hates evil and debt is evil. In Psalm 97.10, 97.10 it says, Yea, ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. In reading this scripture, God showed us that the Debt is evil. We know it's evil. How can we make such a bold statement? Because consider the word evil in Strong's Concordance, which is H7451. H7451. You can look it up yourself. It means bad, unpleasant, evil, giving pain, unhappiness, and misery. Okay, that just about sums it up. It does. Debt is bad. It's, debt is definitely unpleasant. Debt, debt definitely gives pain. Debt absolutely brings unhappiness, and misery is a close friend of debt. So the scripture says if we love God, we should hate debt. The scripture is also clear that God hates financial slavery. Yes. Proverbs 22, 7. 
22.7 Contemporary English Bible says, the poor are ruled by the rich, and those who borrow are slaves of moneylenders. Wow. We think this can help you understand a little better why God is so adamant about one believer not charging another believer interest. However, the scripture says that if you loan money to someone outside the faith, you can charge them interest, which is interesting. This is an interesting thought to dwell on. Any anyway, obedience to this scripture, scriptural directive is another example of how the Lord our God will bless us in everything we do. We do believe if a person were to loan you money without interest, you should bless them perhaps in some other way for being able to bless you. Number three, obey instructions even when it's difficult. When you're facing a tough adversary, when the storms of life are swirling around you, when it seems there's no way to make it, that defeat is inevitable. Remember the words of Joshua 1.7, Joshua 1.7 in the New Living Translation. It says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. In everything you do. Wow. Not some things. Everything that you do. See, there's no conditional obedience to God's Word. You either obey it or you don't. It's not a kind of sort of thing. But obedience to His Word comes with immeasurable and never-ending benefits. Deuteronomy 29.9, 29.9, New Living Translation. Therefore, obey the terms of this covenant so that you will prosper in everything you do. Number four, holiness is a lifestyle. Some think it's too difficult to live a life of holiness. But if the Word of God tells us that we must be holy, then it definitely is doable as a lifestyle. 1 Peter 1, 15, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 in the New Living Translation says, By now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. However, and there is kind of a big however, you can't do it on your own. This is not works that you're doing. This is allowing God to work through you. And as I like to say often, when I, especially when I was teaching on a regular basis, you cannot live for God. And a lot of people just go, <gasps> you have to let God live through you. It's not a matter of you doing it. It's a matter of him doing it through you. Psalm 37.5, it's called grace. Psalm 37.5, New Living Translation says, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him, and he will help you. Number five, bring glory and honor to him. If you and I came with an honor's manual, it would no doubt say that priority number one, numero uno, is for us to do what our Creator does. We don't call the Bible an owner's manual. That is essentially what it is for us. Ephesians 5.1, 5.1, New Living Translation. Living in the light, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you're his dear children. On a daily basis, you and I should desire that every step we take, every word we speak, bring glory and honor to God. Mm. Our concern should be to represent his godly character because we're his dear children. 1 Peter 4.11, 1 Peter 4.11 in uh, New Living Translation. 
you have the gift of speaking, then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. You have the gift of helping others, do with all the strength and energy that God supplies. And everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A final thought. God obviously wants us to bless he wants be blessed. To be blessed in everything we do. Yes. But the choice, honey, that's, is ours. That's it. When we're obedient to these things, five things we just talked about, then he will bless us in everything that we do. We, we will not be perfect, but if we are always endeavoring to do what brings glory to God, he will make up the difference. Amen. And join us tonight at yes. 6 p.m. Eastern. For Rich Thoughts TV, mm. you can go to Facebook Live at Brother Harold and check it out. The teaching will bless you. That's it. It'll make you shout, jump up and down, and maybe even run around. <laughs> You're so funny. It's kind of a prelude to Christmas. Yes, it is. But anyhow, join us tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. And until then, and every morning at 8.30, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. We do. Bye-bye.